Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Dave, season two, episode three, The Observer. This is a show where I recap every episode of the show, the FX show, Dave, starring little Dickie, uh, David Bird. Uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled on the episode, uh, head on over to another episode of The Ray Taylor Show and just skip on by this one. Uh, but if you are a fan of the show, Dave, welcome. If you're somebody that just wants to hear about the show, Dave, and don't mind it being spoiled, welcome. Uh, but let's get into it, shall we? Starting off, we have Dave and Benny Blanco hanging out. Uh, you have them quote-unquote working. Uh, kind of working on some new beats. It's a, it's a bit of a montage showing Dave and Benny bonding, getting to know each other. Apparently, they had an adult sleepover, uh, which is something that I've never done with an adult man before. Uh, I mean, I've definitely crashed at people's houses, I guess, right? Like when you're drunk, you don't want to drive home, you crash at somebody's house. Uh, but not in the sense uh, of these guys where it's, you know, they're they're playing around, they're having fun to an extreme amount. Uh, this is also where they give each other the nickname Chuck. They call each other Chuck throughout this. Kind of sounds like they're saying Chick, uh, but they are saying Chuck. And uh, it comes from the origin of that name that they call each other. It comes from Benny making some tacos and Dave asking what type of meat it is. Uh, and somebody says Chuck. I forget. Uh, I think Dave probably says is that Chuck uh, meat. And uh, Benny just takes it as Dave t calling him Chuck. So he calls him Chuck. And that's just how the Chuck thing happens. Uh, but the, the montage of their bonding is crazy. It is heterosexual. It is, it is gay chicken, basically. Uh, these two straight men. Uh, being as gay as possible around each other uh, in in all of the ways I would never feel comfortable being. I am not that. I mean, I'm comfortable in my sexuality, but I'm not. Uh, I don't generally make it a point to pretend to be uh, into things that I'm not necessarily in order. Like I, it's like a fun thing. They're not necessarily being uh, mean about it. But they're going around, they're playing the piano, they're breakdancing, they're playing ping pong. Uh, they're talking a little bit about business here and there. Uh, you have, um, they're doing, um, giving each other pedicures, they're snuggling in bed. Like, it kind of escalates. Like, it, it's, it seems just like, oh, two bros hanging out. And then it just escalates more and more to where they're, they're really snuggling in bed, like a, a, an intimate couple. Like, I, I, I don't have that. I maybe intimate, intimate, intimacy issues where I'm not a big, I don't know. Like, I have to be, like, physical contact with other humans. I have to be in a, like, in a, like relationship to be physically as snuggly and close as they are there's scenes of them uh taking showers together you have dave pulling his dick out while they're in bed to show benny how messed up his dick is you have uh cut to them in a shower and dave is still showing like benny is down on the ground and dave is just like sh showing him his asshole puts his balls on his face at one point they're wrestling naked 
They're like running around everywhere, jumping in the pool, like all over Benny's house, like this nice, beautiful house. They are just naked and being free, and it's fun. It's it's like fun to to watch them as free as they are. Like it is a crazy thing how much I mean from the moment Benny Blanco came to the show, right? Where he was introduced, the label set him up, and he 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 introduces himself to the show with like one of the most epic somebody suck me's. And, and it really, like, somebody in this show that really is almost a another version of Dave's, Dave's like, vibe. It, it's, it's crazy. He's, like, almost another Dave. And they look similar. Uh, but uh, it, it's crazy their bond that they have. Like, in general, it's interesting to see how Dave, ha- how he acts in each of his kind of different relationships. Like, his relationship with Mike is definitely changing because Mike is the business manager. So Dave, they, there's even the conversation with Benny. Benny asks him if it's like, well, you, you live with Mike. You guys don't bond like this. And, and, you know, Dave mentions that now that he's his manager, it's, it's a different type of relationship, which you definitely see this episode highlights. Like there is a massive contrast in what is uh, Dave and Benny's kind of relationship and their friendship and then you cut to what Mike's life is like in this episode. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're having fun. This whole montage of stuff. Uh, they're playing Kiss Chicken. Like, how close can you get to, to like not kissing? It is fun to watch. Put it that way. Cut to, we see the contrast to that. We see Mike looking sad in bed fully dressed in bed but decides to get out like clearly it's been it's it's later in the day i've had these feelings like he probably got up like what we don't see in this episode mike probably got up earlier got dressed and he's like fuck today and he just went back to bed and then he finally is like done on his phone so he gets out of bed and he's looking for dave Dave's not there, obviously. He spent the night over at Benny's house. They were, quote-unquote, working. Uh, but he's looking through their, their mansion that they're staying in, looking for Dave. No one's there, so Mike ends up going out onto the patio and taking a few selfies of himself with the beautiful L.A. skyline in the background, uh, taking off his shirt in a Burt Kreischer type of a moment, revealing his, his blindingly pale skin, uh, as he's you know takes multiple pictures, the selfies in front of the uh, the skyline, which of course I wouldn't be taking pictures of me. Maybe one. I'm definitely not taking my shirt off. I have a completely different build than than uh, Andrew Santino. That's that's no secret. But definitely more of a Burt Kreischer body. Uh, but I'm not a big selfie guy, so I wouldn't be taking selfies. But like, I definitely be taking pictures of that view because it's a gorgeous view uh but that's what mike's kind of like he's alone and he's just kind of chilling out low-key cut back to now dave is trying to put bubble gum into benny blonky's asshole so he can blow a fart bubble which i don't know if is technically even possible but they stick the the uh the gum in there Gata, Dave gets a, a call from Gata. Gata's at a tattoo place about to get LD tattooed on his face. 
Dave quickly talks him out of that. Quickly talks him out of that. I've had a friend say that he's going to get, not on, on his face, but going to get my logo tattooed on him. And that's a weird feeling. I don't think he ever did. He was not a good friend, it turned out. So I guess it's kind of good that he didn't get my logo tattooed on him. But kind of a weird feeling for somebody to get, especially since Dave is like, he has this like aura. He has this attitude like he is the best rapper ever. But then at the same time, he like on certain things, he's very tempered with with how he does stuff. Uh, but he talks Gata out of getting uh, the face tattoo. Uh, Benny invites Gata over. Gata's hanging out with his uh, buddy Tone. Uh, Tone is talking shit to Gata uh, about how he doesn't think that he's Gata's actually friends with Dave uh, and Benny Blanco, and that he's just a, like they're just his meal ticket. Uh, and Gata, of course, is positive as ever. He's like, dude, I've done all this stuff. We're we're bros. We're we're friends. Which, yes, Dave and Gata are friends. They are not the same type of friends that Dave is with Benny Blanco. But then again, none of Dave's friends, as far as the show is shown, uh, Dave is not that type of friend with anybody. Like This is a very unique friendship that Dave has with Benny Blanco. Um, but they, they uh, Benny invites him over. Uh, and and Gata's gonna show his buddy Tone what's up, so they're gonna they're gonna take uh, Benny up on that. Uh, cut back to, uh, well, not cut back to. I guess they text Gata text Dave that we're gonna pull up in twenty minutes, and Dave's like, uh, like, are they really coming over? Obviously, Dave is not as comfortable, or just not comfortable with people knowing how free and open uh he is with benny blanco right it's it, very much that relationship that he has with benny blanco is something that is uh something that he's not uh, is a private thing for him um but they're gonna pull up 20 minutes and uh we find out that that gum that of course <laughs> benny blanco doesn't look like a an a, a olympic swimmer he has body hair, and a lot of that hair is in the asshole region. And, of course, you add chewing gum to body hair uh, in any region, let alone one of the biggest flaps on the human body uh, between the butt cheeks, and you're going to have problems. And uh, Benny Blanco is having problems, and it's painful, of course. You have bubble gum pulling at individual hairs on your asshole, because you thought you were going to blow a fart bubble? You know? So not every idea is a good idea. Even when you're like a very successful producer. Successful people come up with horrible ideas all the time. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear The Many Faces. Original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials. Made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTSTMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. 
So now we cut to Mike is now jogging around their, where their, their mansion is, uh, talking on the phone with somebody from his family. We find out later that he was talking to his brother. You know, family drama stuff, right? Just generic family drama stuff, stuff that Mike isn't too enthused to be having uh, talk about. He shows up. Uh, at the house in front of the house their trash cans out and there's a note on one of the trash cans and the note is from the observer and it's it's telling him in a very polite way that the pop the uh the package peanuts like the the trash can lid is is open just askew like just enough for for the wind to blow out some of these packaging peanuts and one of the neighbors uh, is a, a concern, a, a concerned neighbor. Now, let me mention these specific type as a pop as a packaging peanut connoisseur. I know that by looking at these packaging peanuts that they used in the production of the film, that these pr- packaging peanuts are the type that are made of like cornstarch or something like you could literally eat them and it just dissolves. You can run it under run them underwater and they dissolve. Uh, so they're actually very good for the environment, at least unless I'm off. But the ones that look like white Cheetos, like those are the ones that are like biodegradable. Uh, like I remember seeing as a child, I remember seeing a news broadcast about these new biodegradable packaging peanuts. And I was staying at a friend's house and they got a package and I took just a random packaging peanut out of that and ate it. Thankfully, it was one of the biodegradable ones, but it was a packaging peanut, so who knows what else had touched that packaging peanut. wasn't necessarily a food-safe product, but I definitely ate it just trusting the news, blindly trusting the news as a child. Um, but Mike pissed off that anybody would give a shit about his trash cans blowing packaging peanuts around town kicks over the trash can in frustration which only leads to more packaging peanuts being you know sprayed everywhere so not you know just adding insult to injury as it were cut back to the peanut butter is now being added to the bubble gun gum on the butthole situation uh gata and tone haven't showed up yet uh but there's still gum to be dealt with And uh, it's a situation where they think adding peanut butter, which I think, like, getting gum... I remember falling asleep once, again, as a child. These are very childish things that that keep getting brought up in my memory. But going to sleep with gum in my mouth, and it wakes up inevitably in your hair. And apparently there's a thing where you can use peanut butter to get the gum out of your hair i don't think i've ever successfully done that or seen that be done generally it is the removal of the hair that the gum is attached to tends to be the the solution but they try the peanut butter in his butt and then it's not working so they decide to use scissors to cut it out which kind of effortlessly cut it out because that would be the logistics of actually cutting bubblegum out of a hairy asshole uh seems i would assume to be a a very precarious mission to to kind of take take on but 
very successful. Dave must be a, a master with the scissors. He must be a scissor bro, as it, as it were. Uh, but he, he's able to cut it out. And just as he does, you get a knock on the door, and it's Gata and it's Tone. They show up. They're impressed with the giant house. They're talking about getting some food. They smell pe- Tone smells peanut butter, and Benny's like, we, we could just order food. Uh, but anyway, or I can order some peanut butter for you if you're hungry. But they decide to order some food. Um, cut back to Mike on this mission now because of this observer. Tapes up. He writes a response letter that he's frustratingly, frantically trying to unspool a piece of clear packaging tape, which, of course, is not being uh, very cooperative with him. Uh, But he's trying to tape this response letter to his trash can, and he puts the trash can uh, very specifically in front of their doorbell camera. And then Mike goes in the garage, sits down at his laptop to just stare at the camera because that's what Mike's got going on that day. Nobody else is in this mansion. He's got now he's got a mission. This observer person that's like a trash can Nazi. So he's on a mission to try and find out who it is. Uh back to Benny's place. They're ordering food. Dave is trying to order food for Tone. Uh Tone's rolling in joint. Uh, Benny's recapping uh, the the actual events that happened, specifically one of the the things that they were doing together, and you could see Dave uncomfortable with Benny has no problem. Benny has zero issue with the openness that he had with Dave at all. Dave definitely feels awkward in the situation. Then you have Gata and Tone who are on the complete opposite end that are just not not at all interested in the gay shit that they were doing together. Uh which makes sense. And you know, culturally there is a bit more stigma attached to homosexuality in the African American uh communities uh and and tends to be more of a I mean there's <laughs> As far as issues that the a black person in America or in a lot of places in this world, uh, the issues they have to deal with, uh, being having the freedom to just play around and act gay with each other is, is not something that's uh, high on their list as far as uh, things to do. Uh, but they're not into it. Dave's uncomfortable. Um, you know, Gata's, Gata is all about love. Gata shows love in different ways, talking about how he gave Tone a skateboard and all this stuff. Gata has been the example of love in all of these episodes, right? Because he is the most, he is the Ted Lasso of this show, right? He is the positivity. He's always trying to bring it back to the positive, uh, but not in that same type of uh, flamboyant way that uh, that Benny is depicting him and Dave were, were doing. Um and they mentioned that, like, you know, bromance, that, that idea of a bromance is a very much a white privilege type of a thing, right? Where life is so, like, much, so much easier. You don't have to deal with stigmas and things uh, that other people from other cultures and other melanin, higher melanin content have to deal with. 
Uh, and that's why you don't see any black bromance movies. Uh, and they try to come up with one, and they couldn't come up with one. The closest was Moonlight, and that's just a romance movie. Uh, but yeah, there's no black romance movies. Um, so that's why you, do, you don't see black dudes playing gay chicken. It's just not... It's, 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 uh, that's part of white privilege, is, is the ability to play gay chicken with each other. Uh, and Tone... It's not a, a thing where he is has an issue with like body parts of a person. Tone is an EMT. He's seen it all. So Benny trying to trying to uh, you know push Tone a little bit is like threatening to show him his his butthole uh, that was just previously uh, had gum stuck to it. Probably could have used Tone. Uh, moments ago in the removal of the bubble gum but uh while showing tone benny while benny was showing tone his asshole tone notices a little bit of a mass on his ass in which case the reality like benny just slammed back to reality just just whatever wind was under his sails as he was flying high enjoying uh pushing the boundaries of what is acceptable uh the wind cut out and he came crashing down to the ground uh when he starts panicking having a panic attack because of this mass that tone found uh on his asshole dave trying to comfort benny in a way telling him was like don't worry i have a dermatologist I have back knee issues. I'm going to this dermatolog the dermatologist to the stars. I'll be able to get you in there pronto, bro. Don't worry about it. But Benny is just having a panic attack. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Gata's like just as chill and calm before trying to take selfies. Like, check out this place. And Tone's just, you know, finishing. I don't know if he finished rolling. He's smoking the joint. Like, both of them, because they're not playing this fantasy play around game, uh, they've been grounded the whole time. Uh, unlike Dave and Benny, who are now in, in complete panic mode, uh, they're still as uh, neutral as they were before. Cut back to uh, Mike in the garage, uh, checking out the camera, sees somebody throw a bag of dog poop in their trash can. And, of course, Mike just looking for any reason like he has nothing like his life is so effortless and easy that he has to another white privilegey thing right like he can just you can just wait watching a a camera of trash can to, to confront somebody so he runs out grabs the dog shit out of the trash can and he's like on this slow-mo foot chase not slow-mo but he's he's trying to see where this guy walking his dog went because he assumes that's the person that was the observer and while he's trying to track this person down there's another guy out front of his house cutting cardboard boxes down to put in his trash can to put in his recycle bin and uh he offers mike to throw the dog shit into his trash can so he doesn't have to walk around with it all day and and mike's like why would i do that why would i put my shit in your can like mike is now all of a sudden uh, very, very protective over who gets to use whose trash can. And it's, uh, it's a, a situation where uh, you can either, the, the neighbor's like, well, you can either be right, which Mike wants to be right, or you can be happy. You can just let it go because it's not a big deal. 
but Mike wants it to be right. And of course, Mike on this like high of of like just just like pumped with like anger pulls out his phone in like the most Karen fashion to live stream this neighbor who's doing nothing. Just super calm, going like, "Why are you filming me right now?" Like he he made a thing where he he, he said something uh where that clued Mike in to, to know that he was the observer. And he asked him if he's the observer, and he said no. And Mike's like, why would you just say no? Why wouldn't you just be curious to know what the observer is? Why, how do you know what the observer is? So Mike pulls out his camera, and he's like, I'm going to get you canceled. I'm going to get you fired from your job. Like, there's people pull out their cameras for a lot of reasons, right? And a lot of the time, it's for protection. A lot of the time. But then there's people that try to fabricate a story in order to get somebody canceled uh, on, on like, completely bullshit means. Like, you saw that a lot of the times from the Karens, especially during the pandemic. You had the classic one where it's, like, that Karen who had their dog, like, just cranked up on the collar, like, choking the life out of her dog and, and like, saying that a black dude was trying to rape her. Meanwhile, he's just, like, calmly filming her, you know? Like, you, you got to see during the pandemic all of these karens just come out of the woodwork just threatening to lie to the police in order to get a person of color arrested which is the go the historically go-to move for white people right that is that is one of the most dangerous aspects to white privilege is that you can call the law enforcement and when it's your word over somebody with more melanin content in their skin, the one with less melanin content is trusted because of the system that is the police department, which are primarily terrorists. Uh, so, yeah, the terrorist organizations are going to believe uh, racist white people. So that's what Mike's trying to do, which is kind of sad because it's like... I like Mike's character and he's really being an asshole. It's like such not a big deal, but you kind of find out why Mike's angry or could be angry. He's alone in his house. He has like his friend Dave is less of a friend now. They have Dave and him are no longer really friends. They are a, it's it's primarily a business relationship. So not that Mike is seeing the type of friendship that, that Dave has with Benny, but it is clear, it is a clear contrast of the two relationships that Dave has with these two people. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. Uh, so Mike, probably a little bit peeved at that. Cut back to now uh, the whole crew, Dave, 
Benny, Gaeta, and Tone are at the dermatologist's office. Um, Dave's signing them in. Uh, Benny doesn't have insurance but brought, like, stacks of cash. Just a stack of cash puts it on there. He's still out of it. Uh, Dave gets him signed up. While Dave's signing his name in, he notices that his ex, Allie, had been there previously that day. Uh, and he still hasn't heard from her, so he decides, I'm going to call her. I'm going to text her. Goes to te- Calls, goes straight to voicemail, uh, texts her. And instead of being a blue text on an iPhone, it's the green text, I think. I'm colorblind. I'm pretty sure that's the color. Uh, and Dave's like, what is this? Asking Gaeta. It's like, oh, that she blocked you, bro. That's, that's what happens when you, you get blocked. Uh, so now Dave is like, fuck. Like, she's, she's blocked me now. Which Dave, always in his own head. Not, not able to, like, step out of himself for a moment because his, his, his love buddy, Benny Blanco, is having an issue. Not really trying to calm him down. You got Tone and Gaeta just, just chilling. Just you know, as the most calm you can be throughout this entire show. And, of course, Gaeta still trying to, like, show Dave love. He's like, you know I love you, man. It's like, it's okay. Like, you don't need this ex to love you. Like, you got plenty of love around here. Look around what you got here. Um, cut back to now, later on in the night. It's nighttime. Dave is out front of a house, gets out of a car, and he's like, let's see, let's see what Allie's doing on social media. And he's scrolling, and then he sees one of the selfies that Mike took, and then he's like, oh, shit. Gives Mike a call. Mike's out on the patio again. It's nighttime now, but you see the lights of the, the L.A. backdrop, the skyline all lit up with lights and the fires going in the fire pit. Mike answers, and uh, Dave's like, ah, it's like as if Dave had planned it. He's like, happy birthday, right? We find out in this episode that that it was Mike's birthday, and he was completely alone. The only time he talked to anybody was his family, and it was just family drama stuff. It wasn't like a good conversation. He wasn't surrounded by friends on his birthday. He was alone in a mansion trying to track down the observer just angry probably a lot of that anger fueled with the fact that he is the odd man out he's no longer part of the friend group really i mean he is but it's it's a different dynamic now but but dave making the excuse oh i you know i wanted to make sure i wasn't calling you during the the heavy time of calls people all of the flood of people trying to wish you a happy birthday um but he wishes him a happy birthday mike mike accepts it um and then you could tell like he asks what mike did on his day and mike's kind of going through his day and you can tell dave is a mile away mike can tell dave is not paying attention whatever whatsoever i hate that so much when somebody asks me a question and it is so blatantly obvious that they are not at all paying attention to my answer like in so many instances when that happens i just stop talking it's like i'm not this has happened on podcasts where like i'm talking to somebody on a podcast and they ask me a question and you can tell that they are miles away they do not care 
with my they're not listening that we're not in a conversation they're throwing out a question and i'm just like saying an answer hoping that somebody will one day hear it uh it is not a good feeling uh but that's what mike is uh, mike is getting from dave um but after the phone call you see Dave walk up to this. He's outside of a house, walks up to the front door of a house, knocks on it. Door opens. It's Allie. He was been standing out front of Allie's house while he was talking to Mike. And you see Allie's kind of out of it. She's kind of a little, little wasted. Uh, and uh, she invites him in. And uh, you find out that uh, she was at the dermatologist's office because she was getting a mole removed. A mole that her and Dave had a special nickname for, the General. Uh, and you could tell, like, instantly that Dave, the type of Dave that is, when he's around Allie, is such a sweet Dave. In so many, I mean, they had their fight in the first season, but that type of Dave is not, in, is not present in any of his other relationships with other people. Like, it is... It, it's so weird, especially this season, because we haven't seen that Dave in this season. This is the first time we see the, the sweet Dave, at least in my, in my opinion. All of the other times we're seeing Dave, he's kind of an asshole. I mean, he was fun-loving with, with Benny Blanco, uh, definitely, definitely having a lot of fun, definitely a positive guy. But then it's still a different type. It's a sweeter, more n- a nice Dave, and... The, the relationship that he has with Allie is so sweet. And it's you finally get like a reminder of what that was like from the first season. Allie asks him to, to change her bandage. Uh, so she gets in the tub and takes her shirt up and her t- tits are out. And he's like, ah, your tits are out. Um, feels kind of awkward. Uh, but, you know. They did. They he starts to to do it, and because of the medication that Dave is taking for his back acne, I forget the name of it. Uh, it causes him to throw up on her open wound, where the general used to be, um, and that is how the episode ends. Uh, with with Allie finding out that Dave just puked into her open wound. Now she was high on oxycotton, so she, I'm sure. Probably the best time to puke inside somebody's open wound uh, when they're high on oxys. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it is. It was a sweet, a sweet moment. You find out that Allie's still sad at Dave, uh, which, you know, better than being mad at. Definitely, just sad, just disappointed uh, at how it ended. Um, and they're sweet. I, I really do love Dave and Allie together. Uh, but, you know, anyway, Dave kind of Dave got a little bit of that. I don't know if it's closure that he's getting, but he he's clearly been thinking about her a lot. Probably the majority of the time, and maybe that's why he seems to have been over focused on this idea for his uh his career uh but anyway we get we get that little bit of taste of sweet dave again uh which i love but overall probably the funniest episode of this season so far it's been very i mean it's only episode three first episode super tense anxiety 
kind of a bummer. Like Dave, probably the worst in in episode one. Then episode two, it's kind of like Dave's ego and him trying to, you know, kind of pump up his ego a bit. Uh, still not, you know, not a Dave that's like fun to watch, uh, but you know, a, a, a true depiction of what it's like uh, for somebody whose ego is damaged. Um, and then this one, we kind of get a little bit more clarity. We get we get the taste of like happy Dave in in different forms too. The type of Dave we get to see a completely different side of Dave with his relationship with Benny Blanco. Uh, but then we also get reminded of what Dave was like with with Allie. Um, and it was sweet and I enjoyed it. So that was Dave season two, episode three, The Observer. Next week will be episode four, which is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So uh, until next week, uh, keep that bubble gum out of your butthole. It's just not worth it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.